As most of you may know, I've just returned from a vacation in Minnesota on North Long Lake where my family has gathered for the last 39 years. And as such, there are stories. Today I want to tell you what we eat. On the 4th of July, every year, my mother makes homemade ice cream in the ice cream maker that spins around every year. We fight over whether it's going to be strawberry or vanilla, but vanilla won this year. On the 5th of July, we eat birthday cake for the four cousins who celebrate birthdays between June 26th and July 24th. One night, we will eat bass caught in the lake. And there will be baked macaroni and cheese for those who do not like the fish. And another night, we will eat spaghetti made by my sister from a recipe drawn from Grandpa Cal, who died in 1985. On Friday, we will all ride bikes seven miles into Niswa along the bike trail and drink root beer floats at the A&W. It's the same way year after year after year, the same menu, the same order almost, as if it's sacred. And in a way it is. It's more than the food. We are seeking something of the holy. For the people who were seeking after Jesus, it was about the food, which when you are really hungry, we can't be too hard on these folks. But the beginning of this passage from today sounds like a cat and mouse game with Jesus trying to get away and these people who won't leave him alone and don't know what they're looking for and are hounding him and wanting him to be theirs. They're chasing after something to satisfy as they have been temporarily satisfied with that food and that miraculous feeding. And they want to capture that thing that will satisfy their hunger. Jesus says the problem is that that only lasts for a little while and then you get hungry again. Why are you working so hard when I can give you so much more? The people do not understand what it means to believe in Jesus. They want to do their own miracles or capture the one who will do them. They do not understand that it's a gift. An invitation. It can't be controlled or manipulated or bargained into. The work of doing the work of God for us is to trust. Jesus. It is to believe in Jesus' message. 
It is to believe in Jesus' words. It is to believe in Jesus' way of life, to adopt Jesus' values. This is what it means to believe in Jesus. It's going all in. And there's this absolutely unbelievable dialogue that happens. Well, we'll believe in you if you do us a sign, if you perform a miracle. Like Moses, he performed the miracle and had bread come down from heaven. Of course, this is in the context of Jesus doing what? Having just fed them in the wilderness with this miraculous bread and fish. And it is absolutely unbelievable that they cannot see this. Do you not just see Jesus tearing his hair out? Or Jesus just, what is wrong with you? I am. What you're looking for. I am. That will satisfy your deepest needs. I am the bread of life. Now, we can't be too hard on the crowd. Jesus is saying and offering, I give myself. I give my love. I give my wisdom. I give all that I am to you. By the end of the chapter, Jesus will just look at them and say, Here I am. Eat. Here I am. Eat. Take me into you. Eat my life. It's too hard a passage for some of those disciples. And many of them walk away. And Jesus turns to those closest to him and says, Will you too walk away? And they say to him, Where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words that feed our deepest longings and are the abundant flow of the Spirit in which we know the newness and renewal of our hope and our strength and our courage and your love forever, always, eternally. As I said, we cannot be too hard on those disciples. For we too chase bread that does not satisfy. What are we starving for more? This is where Jesus confronts us and says, what are you doing with your life? This is where we have to ask ourselves, is this how I want to spend my energy? Are my days life-giving? What am I working for? 
And sometimes it hits the road, the rubber hits the road when we lose someone close to us or, or there's one of those scares where time just stops and everything that seems so important immediately gets stripped away and life gets scraped to the bare bones of what it's all about. The love, the compassion, the life. We come here because the Spirit gives us some kind of nudge that says there's something of that love and that hope to satisfy our hunger here in the community of faith here as we gather together and eat. But still, there's this part of us that wishes we could control God. We want to capture and manipulate and ask for a sign. If you make my child do well in school or pass this test or get over this, I'll know you're real. Then I'll trust. If you heal my sister, I'll trust. And oh, how it works the other way. It didn't happen. I can't trust. We get confused about what faith is. We really would like a sign. But it's not about. Jesus always doing what we want, but us trusting and going full in and finding that no matter matter happens in our lives, that God is there for us that the community of faith will buoy us up, that there is love and hope and strength that comes from being in the community and being held in that love of God. We want to see the miracles. And yet we sit before a thousand of them every day. Do we see the miracle when we sit to eat? Do we see the miracle of the planet that sustains life? The miracle of air or water or soil or sun that we cannot manipulate or capture? It's just there, like the love of God. It's just there. The invitation to life and abundance is a gift. We can't make it happen. It's grace. It's a miracle. It's a mystery. In some ways, all of this confusion comes down to, you know what? You can't always figure it all out. And that's got to be okay. Because in the end, the love of God is mystery. When we eat together 
in Minnesota. Of course, we love the homemade ice cream, but it's also a celebration of my mother. And when we ride bikes to Niswa, we do it with children, and sometimes it takes two or three years before they can complete that rite of passage. My mother found postcards this year dating from the late 50s, early 60s, from my grandfather to my grandmother from North Long Lake, Maryfield, Minnesota, where he told her about catching bass more than 50 years ago. Now, lest you think that these are little quaint dinners, I will have you know that over the span of three generations, that it also spans every political uh, realm that you can imagine, from supporters of Bernie Sanders to those who would be very happy for Donald Trump to be the next president. We have gun control activists and those who have just shot their Glock, uh, maybe just a few days ago, and have loved doing so. There are people at that table who from time to time do not like each other, and will not sit next to each other in that place where we gather. It is, at times, a true spiritual discipline to come together and eat at the table with one another. And yet eating together is the work of faith. And we're there for each other when a baby is born or a hip needs to be replaced. And there is God's spirit that is greater than all of our differences, that helps us celebrate and forgive and forbear with one another, love one another, and experience something lasting and of the holy. For 20 centuries, the Spirit has called the family of faith to gather and eat together. Not because grape juice and bread are a delicacy, because the Spirit beckons us and piques our hunger for the healing love that lasts the awe and wonder for the miracle and the mystery of God's love. We read postcards from the Apostle Paul written to our grandparents about that unity. We remember other meals and Jesus fighting with the Pharisees, those dinner parties that did not end so well. We remember Jesus partying with the outcasts and feeding those thousands. We celebrate that God eats with us and feeds us and gives us strength to do the work of faith, of justice, of compassion, of believing in the mystery of God's wondrous love. Jesus says 
If you really want to live, sit at my table. I give you my life, my values, my practices, the love of my heart. I give you my body, this community. I give you my spirit, the life-giving force that pervades existence. Take it. Share it. Chew on it. Swallow it. Eat it. And live. Amen.